Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Now, we could break down the NFL exhibition games. I have a feeling we'll get to that at some point and the, uh, the latest news of the day in baseball. For example, the New York Yankees are very braggadocious after sweeping the Baltimore Orioles, the glorified minor league team who is wearing major league uniforms, although this weekend they wore minor league uniforms in Baltimore and all over baseball. But... <laughs> <laughs> We'll work our way towards that also. The Yankees, after beating up the Orioles in just eight days, the Yankees have closed the margin 
on the Red Sox in the American League Eastern Division. Red Sox having some problems against the Tampa Bay Rays. And so on August 18th, the Yankees were 10 and a half games out, but the Red Sox have fallen on some hard times here of late, and the Yankees have been feasting, feasting on the bottom, the dreck of the American League. And as a result of that, if you look at your standings, you say, well, wait a minute here. What the heck is going on? The Red Sox lead down to six, and you consider the games that the Yankees and Red Sox still have to play. It is mathematically a possibility, but the dog days. See, the problem for the Yankees is the dog days end on Labor Day. So you got to get through another week of the baseball season, and then the dog days are over on Labor Day. That is a signal. It is a signal of the pennant stretch, the home stretch of the baseball season. But the, the general consensus is, hey, the, the Yankees are saying, we got a shot. We, we can catch the Red Sox. Yeah. Okay. We'll see it when it actually happens. But m- much more important than that. I mean, talking about baseball, there's something much more important. Uh, a night different than all other nights. A night for us. A night for us on the Ben Maller Show. Now, on Friday, we had the honor of taking over the ballpark over in San Bernardino, California. It was awesome. I want to talk about it. This is our first show back since then. It was marvelous. And I guess the question would be, how much fun could you possibly have hanging out with a bunch of listeners, throwing out the first pitch at a ballpark there, and a bunch of super fans? It was awesome. It was wonderful. All right? And I feel like we need to chronicle what happened because so many people wanted to know there's some some erroneous video that's popping up on the Internet here, some illegal video, which was not – allowed to be put on the internet. I'm sure it's being deleted right now. There's some photographic evidence that went out and, and all that. But uh, but my thoughts, to to summarize my thoughts on a wonderful evening at the ballpark, you had the acceleration, the big shots, and what's next. You got all that. And that, now I'll tie it all together. Number one, it was a magical night. Uh, and you know, listen, I, I was expecting it to be oppressively hot. Because uh, it's been very hot, and that's a very hot part of the country in San Bernardino, California. But it was not. We had a break in the weather. The temperatures were pretty mild. It was, in fact, perfect. There was no extreme sweating going on. Uh, the The only issue was the extreme traffic. That was the only problem. That was that was it. It was traffic Armageddon, which it always is. Gridlock trying to get to the ballpark. But even with the Waze traffic app which I advise everyone to get there. The bottleneck was legit. The bottleneck was real. But we made it. I made it with enough time to, to spare there. I don't think I was the last one there. I think I was the next to last one there. But I, I was in inside the ballpark with enough time to kind of settle in, and then we were all hanging out. And myself, Eddie, Roberto, Coop there, escorted out to the field for the first pitch. It was wonderful. If you've seen the video, that doesn't even do justice to the amount of fun that that was. It was great there, and as promised. Now, Roberto actually went to the mound first. He got up there first, and nobody knew what to expect from Roberto because he's new, so nobody knew what to what to expect. But Roberto's got so he's got good junk pitches. He threw a breaking ball. Uh, it was a pretty good breaking ball. It uh, looked like a slider uh, to me. Uh, you know, standing right there, it looked like a slider, and you know it was. Change up, all right, fine, change up, uh, and you know, it's good. Uh, Coop then took the hill, 
and decided, you know, there were some bugs there on the dirt. He wanted to kill the bugs. And so Coop decided that he was going to kill the bugs, <laughs> get the field ready for the, the, the players. And then Eddie stepped up to the And Eddie's you know, very bragging, braggadocious himself there. Eddie likes to talk about how great uh, he was last time we did this in a minor league game. And, uh, yeah, it did not go so well for Eddie this time. It was, not, you know, it was kind of a, a weak performance by Eddie. And then it was my turn. Uh, then I came up to toe the rubber, and uh, looking like kind of a mix between Bartolo Colon and Sid Fernandez, uh, the old Mets pitcher Sid Fernandez, I stunned the thousands of people in that ballpark there with the acceleration and the spin rate, uh, spin rate to infinity when I got up there. And I, I was actually told off the record that the guy that caught the pitch, his hand hurt from the velocity of my pitch there, that, that that guy catching the pitch, he was very upset that I threw the ball so hard. Uh, he had never seen that before, and he was very upset by that. And, you know, Seldom do you see a first pitch with such grace and power uh, combined as that first pitch. Uh, and yet again, there's this injustice of the Internet video, which does not do that pitch the proper amount uh, of uh, credit that it deserves. Uh, these, these people hacking these video streams – continue to be a nemesis uh, to the amount of velocity that I bring. Uh, now, the second thing here was the the VIP treatment that our show got there from the good people that work in minor league baseball in the Cal League in San Bernardino, and we do not do shout-outs. It's not a show that does shout-outs. We don't believe in shout-outs. But if we did do shout-outs, we would thank Adam Franey, the PR maven, of the 66ers. He's a fan of our show. He listens to our show, and he treated us like big shots out there. We had our own uh, luxury box, and it it was a real luxury box. Now, we, having done time at other minor league ballparks over the years here, we were in Bakersfield a couple of years ago, which no longer exists, uh, a rundown stadium. Uh, we expected the worst. I thought we were thinking, wow, this is going to be another dump. Uh, we are so screwed here. This is going to be a, just a pit of hell. Uh, and, and the ballpark could not have been nicer. It was like the Taj Mahal compared to Bakersfield. Uh, it actually had plumbing that worked. It had uh, you know, inside areas with real air conditioning uh, for a minor league appearance. They really did roll out the red carpet. It was marvelous. And the last thing, I was so proud of all of the super fans that showed up here and as I've pointed out before, when you do something like this, when you do an event like this, you never know if anyone will join you. And I had a bunch of people say, oh, I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. And, and then the emails started coming in on Friday. Oh, I can't make it, Ben. Something popped up. I can't make it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Which I get. I understand. Life gets in the way. And a lot of people who had said they were going to be there did not show up. Uh, but we had so many people that did end up making the, the sojourn, making the trip, to be part of it, and it's it was great. You never know who's going to be there, and you don't expect too many people to show up. We had a, a very special uh, group of people that made time to come hang out with us, and it was a unique uh, situation. One of the things about this show is it's different, that we are a, a syndicated show, which means we're on uh, well over 300 radio stations. I think the number's closer to 400, but it, the, the reach is all over the place, but we have our own little community here, and I was flattered to see so many of the P1s, that uh, the, the, the key members of the Mallard Militia there, uh, and I'm, I don't, I, you know, I shouldn't name names because you're going to forget somebody, but I'll name names anyway, I don't care, I mean, I'm going to forget a bunch of people, but 
we we saw Rod, the ambassador of Bakersfield, there. He had a shirt on at the, with my name on it. He had ambassador on the back. Uh, Anthony in Anaheim and his uh, girlfriend, who really does hate our show because she did not say hello to me. Uh, she really does hate the show. Anthony in Anaheim's girlfriend, Big Lou. Big old Lou from the LBC, he was there. He brought some family with him. Teverly and Raider Ron, they all were hanging out in a luxury box. And Raider Ron's like the nicest guy around. Every time I see Raider Ron, he's, oh, I love the show. You're the greatest. He wants me to rip more. He loves when I rip callers. He wants me to tear into more people to call up. And a lot of legends. Uh, Roxanne from Denver, she was there. Uh, she made the appearance. Very nice meeting her. Very uh, very nice woman there. And we, who else? We had Salsa all the way from Puerto Rico. Arik traveled from Minnesota. We had Patrick, the Uber driver in San Diego, was there. Miguel on fire made an appearance. Chet from San Diego. Case, who's been – Case was the guy that came by and gave the Vaseline to Koopa Loop. Remember, he's he's leaving the overnight shift. That we're going to lose him to, to podcast list. He says he's still going to listen and doing the podcast thing, but he's moving to a, a day shift. Caleb was there, and he's the guy that attacked Real Talk. Uh, he made the trip all the way up from the high desert. That was a long journey there, brought his girlfriend with him. Rib man, who lives about a mile away from the stadium, so he probably walked there. He just basically came to his backyard. He showed up. <laughs> I met Steve, the warehouse guy, uh, who sat right in front. We all kind of sat right behind Steve. He was like in the center of the the universe there, and he was with his girlfriend. We were hanging out there, and uh, there were a bunch of other people. Some I didn't catch their names. There was a guy with his daughter. That he, you know, a lot of these guys were working that night. They came to the ballpark, and then they had to go work. Uh, and we were, they were just stopping off on their way to work, which was pretty cool. So it was it was neat. And there were other people I didn't even get to say hello to because it was awkward. It was like an awkward situation. I, I was like, I don't know if they were there for us or they were there just to see the ball game, but they were like looking, and I didn't know. It was like that awkward moment where you go up to say hello to somebody, but what if they're not actually they have no idea who you are? So then I was like, well, I kind of they had to make the move first, but then if they made the move, I would go over uh, and say hello. So it was fun all the way around. It was a lot of fun, and the – the question many ask is, what's next? What, what do we got next here? And the answer is, I don't know. These things pop up sporadically. We hadn't done one in a couple years. Some people are demanding that we do them again. People are throwing out wild ideas, suggestions of things we can do coming up in the next couple of months. I can't guarantee any of that. It's out of our control. Uh, but we'd love to do something again and bring everyone uh, together, those that can make it. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia, who's right over there. You're right, Ben. A good time was had by all. I, I'll leave it up to the uh, listeners to check out the video of the first yeah. pitch to make their own determinations of awesome. what happened. With I think we, you all understand, uh, you know, when Ben describes things, how pure, that's going to go. The pure velocity, yeah. that I provided. Oof. But smoke, there is there, smoke show. There is no no. There is no question though that you are correct about uh, all the great listeners that showed up and how well we were treated. By the Inland Empire 66ers, as as you said, the ballpark was breathtaking. Great crowd on hand. Uh, I don't know what the capacity was there, but was close I would capacity. say it was, yeah, about yeah. 90, 95%. We had a yeah. fireworks show afterwards. Yeah, 90s uh, night. Yeah. Great to meet all of the uh, listeners who were able to come out. So that was, that was a lot of fun. But there was one troubling revelation that we did all learn um, because of the that? gathering of of the uh, not only the <laughs> staff but of the families yeah. that showed up, uh, all all of our wives showed up. Uh, Coop's girlfriend was there. Uh, Roberto's daughter was there. She was adorable. But we did find out something that we all our jaws all dropped to the floor, and that was when uh, Mrs. Maller let us know that she loves ranch dressing. 
Yeah. Well, and I, that that well, the man well, you must really love her because for you to marry a woman who loves the devil's blood, as you like to call it, <laughs> shows true love. And uh, she not only she professed her love of ranch dressing in front of all of us loudly and proudly, just like yeah. just like Ben likes to do with things, sure. loudly and proudly. Smart woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, well, and we're working towards an intervention. Uh, I'm talking to her father and her. You know, her, her I don't think that's and- going to work. I don't think so. I don't think so. I believe it will. We no. will get everyone together and we'll say, hey, listen, you know, it's either ranch dressing or me. Uh, and you've got to pick. Are you going to pick the devil's blood or are you going to pick me? And so we'll find out. The devil. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, you know, listen, uh, that, that's her, her battle. You know, we all have uh, substance abuse problems. Hers is ranch dressing. Uh, and uh, so, so we the, wish her the best. Needless to there. say, the devil's yeah. blood is in Ben's fridge. As we speak uh, right but now, but again, it's not on my plate. It's not in my <laughs> belly. Uh, that's the that's the way that it is. And and uh, as proven, the, the the fine people over at Panera Bread, thanks to Jay Scoop, who had the breaking news that Panera Bread does not serve ranch dressing. That that is not something they, they only serve fresh products. Ranch dressing is a rotting, disgusting product, so they do not serve it on their menu there. Uh, the traditional ranch dressing you can get not get at Panera Bread. So again, we're working with my wife there. Uh, we we hope to get her into a uh, a program, uh, some kind of intervention there, and uh, we'll we'll meddle with that. We'll make sure that she gets better because it is a problem. I mean, when you when you're drinking the devil's blood, not really, uh, it is. It affects many people's lives in a negative way, and uh, that's the problem. See, people get addicted. You don't even realize, it. you know. And I, I I'm upset with the the government for not outlawing ranch dressing. You think about I put it right next to crack cocaine. Uh, I put it next to heroin. I put it next to all that. It's it's a substance that people get addicted to, and 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 to think that the government's allowing this, I mean, it's just horrible. Uh, I think they should do a spinoff of that show, Intervention, which uh, I guess is that over now. I don't think that's they don't. I don't, I don't think they're doing new shows and everything for years, right? Are they still doing shows? Maybe they are. I don't think so. I don't think so. I thought that show ended because something went terribly wrong, right? Didn't something go terribly wrong? Maybe I have not. No idea. Well, I know something went terribly wrong on the other show, which is you know Catch a Predator. That's they cut that show off years ago. But, but uh, yeah, we do a spinoff. You know, uh, you know the the ranch intervention or something. We'll come up with a name for it. And we'll just stop people from from the overwhelming abuse of ranch dressing. Is what we'll do, and and how it's affecting their lives daily, and people don't even realize it. It's a shame. Not really. Uh, now, did I miss anyone, Eddie? I named a bunch of people that I, I ran down. No, I, I, I was kind of checking your work there yeah, and yeah. going over a checklist in my mind as well, and I think you remembered everyone. I guarantee I missed someone. I guarantee. I, I'm sure I missed someone. Like, I didn't well, get if, everyone's if, name. and uh, Yeah, was, hopefully it, not. But but <laughs> if, if you did, you know who you are. Well, the guy in the front that was working at the market. Carlos. I know. I, I wouldn't talk to him as well. Yeah. What's his name? Though? Carlos. Oh, Carlos. Yeah, his daughter. His yes. Daughter, yeah. His cute daughter there. They were hanging out. Little father daughter bonding at the ballpark. Nothing wrong with that, right? Very nice guy. That's what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. As far as people asking, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? I'm, I'm open to anything. I mean, you got to understand, logit- logistically, that it becomes a bit of a problem the further we go, because of travel, uh, that becomes an issue. Some people have said minor league hockey, Eddie. That there's a yeah. team not far away from there in Ontario, California. The Ontario Rain, yes. Uh, others have said. I think it was Patrick, the Uber driver, mentioned the minor league team in San Diego, minor league hockey team in San Diego, the goals as a possibility. Uh, other people have said, hey, what about you got to go up north here? You got to move a little further north. 
So there's some ideas people have, but we who knows if anything's going to happen. Remember last year or two years ago, we went to Bakersfield. We got back from Bakersfield. Oh, we're going to do it again. It never happened. It never happened for a year and a half or two years, whatever it was. I think it's almost almost exactly two years. I think it's just like a week over two years. So uh, two years and a week. What's well, going to happen this weekend? Because I believe the minor league season ends this. Well, well, yeah, no, the minor league baseball season's over. We just got it in before the minor league baseball season ends. Like, there's one week to go yeah. in the minor league baseball season. But the minor league hockey starts up and basketball. Because we don't consider ourselves major league. We're a minor league operation, so we want to do the minor leagues. Like, I'm sure we would push back if the L.A. Kings, for example, said, hey, why don't you come out and hang out with us? We'd, we'd say no to that. Because we're, we're all about the minor leagues. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. They made the playoffs. They did. They ended the streak. The Buffalo Bills last year, they are expected, though, to morph back in to laughing stock status here in 2018. When the real season begins, we got to get through another week of practice football. When the real season begins, the Buffalo Bills are supposed to puke all over the field. Now, they played their third exhibition game over the weekend against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the final score was 26-13, to and all exhibition game final scores are supposed to be filed in the irrelevant category. What mattered most, though, what mattered most is the score at halftime because that is when the starters, many of them played. Not all the starters played, but most of the starters did play. For both these teams. And at halftime, in a game that ended up a 13-point spread, 26-13, to 13, Cincinnati was up 20 to nothing. The Bengals outgained Buffalo 246-76 to 76 with starters on the field. Buffalo only had four first downs against the Bengals' defense. Much of the focus, though, has been on one player, Josh Allen. Number one pick for the Buffalo Bills, the chosen one, the future of Buffalo football, Josh Allen. How did that go? How did he do? Did you watch this game? Did you find a way to watch it? You did not watch it. You probably didn't. Uh, Josh Allen, he left the Bills' third preseason game late in the second quarter. He had concussion-like symptoms, otherwise known as concussion. And he was cleared to come back. He didn't come back in the game. He said he was all right after the game. Now, how did he do in the game? Josh Allen attempted 12 passes. He completed six of them for an anemic 34 yards in a basically a full half of work. And he was sacked five times and running around like a chicken with his head cut off on several other occasions. It was not good. He, uh, the pocket presence, the ability to feel pressure, not there. And as always with quarterbacks, there's a group of people defending him, saying, ah, it's not his fault, the offensive line sucks. And I don't disagree, the offensive line is not good in Buffalo, but Josh Allen does have to own it as well. And uh, let's hear from the man of the hour here, Josh Allen, number one pick out of Wyoming. Josh Allen asked uh, about possibility of him being the starter. Has he done enough to get the job? Ultimately, it's not up to me. That's up to the coaches. You know, I'm here to do whatever I'm asked to do, whether it's even one, two, or three guy. All I want to do is win football games and I'm going to help this team out in whatever way I can. Well, he is studied up. He might not know the Bills playbook, but he does know the cliche, doesn't he? I just want to win games. It's not up to me. It's up to other people. (laughs) 
was there anything in there other than the cliche? Let's hear that again because I want to play that again, Roberto. I want to hear this. Did he say anything other than the sports cliche? Let's listen. Ultimately, that's not up to me. That's up to the coaches. You know, I'm here to do whatever I'm asked to do, whether it's be the one, two, or three guy. All I want to do is win football games, and I'm going to help this team out in whatever way I can. That was tapestry of cliches, what that was. That was sewing together four cliches. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it was. All right, here's more from the walking, talking cliche, uh, Josh Allen, and he talked about the positives of the experience of being the starting quarterback for that third exhibition game. Play on a Sunday to go through a full week of what regular season practice would be like. Obviously, getting reps with the ones throughout the week was really good for me, getting to see that stuff. It was definitely an eye-opener as to how to be a professional football player, trying to set a daily schedule, and you can go in week in and week out and do the same thing. So definitely some great experience this week. Yes, and it really showed on the field, Josh. You were so good. Uh, as I said, 6 of 12, 34 yards. What's the yards per pass attempt on that? Uh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, five sacks and running around uh, just fearing for your life on several other occasions. So this was a complete failure in the dress rehearsal for Josh Allen. So now the Bills have a quarterback conundrum, which is not, a, as we've pointed out with other teams, this is not a great conundrum. They have quarterback controversy, but they don't have a good quarterback. You know, There's no real drama here because whoever they start is going to be a bum. That's the decision. Some on social media are saying that Buffalo cannot play Josh Allen because the Bills offensive line is so bad that Josh Allen will end up in a hospital room by week three if he is the starting quarterback. All right. Uh, why don't we frame it this way? The question is, you are Sean McDermott. Who? He's the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott. You are Sean McDermott. Do you start Josh Allen? Do you go with A.J. McCarron, who's had a miraculous recovery from supposed season-ending shoulder problems, or Nathan Peterman? Who do you start? Uh, the answer here, there's only one right answer. The answer is, in Allen, we trust. That's the guy you start. Now, you've got my viewpoint on this. You've got baptism, the turnstile, and mercy. And we'll bind all this together. First of all, Josh Allen is not my choice uh, to be the quarterback. I would not have selected him at all. But that's Buffalo. You've made your bed. You have to sleep in your bed. This is the bed the Bills have chosen. This is the road they've chosen to go down. It looks like it's a dead-end street with Josh Allen. It looks like it's kind of you know a shaky part of town and all that. But that's what they've chosen. It, it doesn't appear to me that Josh Allen is going to be a franchise-changing quarterback that he has what it takes. Uh, but now that the Bills are invested in him, the only way to know for sure is to play the man. You put him out there, you drafted him, you play him, and you learn from playing, you don't learn from watching. And now the Bills, because of this, they have to go out and give him the opportunity, toss him out to the Dolphins, Jets, and the Patriots, and, and see how this goes. Let him sink or swim. There are going to be growing pains. You hope those are growing pains. They could just be pains, right? We say growing pains because that's what you're supposed to say, but it could be just pains because he's bad. It could be just pains because he's not a good quarterback and he never gets better. It's the downside of drafting a player as inaccurate as Josh Allen. All the skills that you have to have as a quarterback in modern professional football, would you say – the most important is blank. What would you say it is? For me, it's accuracy. Give me the accurate quarterback. Give me the quarterback. You don't have to have the strongest arm. I don't need a bazooka. 
I don't need the vertical passing game. If you can throw the short passes and the intermediate passes, that's all I need. I don't need any more. If you can throw the deep ball, that's gravy. But you got to be able to complete the bubble screens, the short passes, the slant passes with high accuracy. If you can do that, you can play in the NFL for a number of years and be very effective, and I've seen little evidence that Josh Allen can be that guy. Little evidence. And so, but here, if you're at Buffalo, you might as well play him. Let him get his sea legs underneath him and see if he can assimilate to the NFL on the job training. Baptism by fire, as they say. There are going to be problems. There are going to be a lot of problems. And then you hope that they play this song, which they do all the time at Bills games. Back when I went to a Bills game years ago, they played this. They only play this when things are going well, though. Which means this might not got it might not get a lot of airplay there. Yeah, exactly. And anyway, listen, all right, stop. Cut the music. It doesn't matter much, right? Because the Bills are no longer competing for a playoff spot. Would you agree with me on that? That this is a reorganization situation. They made the playoffs last year. Somehow lost to Blake Bortles, who had more rushing yards than passing yards. Uh, stunningly, the second thing. In the long run, if you're on Team Allen, if you're an optimist for Josh Allen, you'll say, hey, this is going to benefit Josh Allen playing with a shoddy offensive line, which they have in Buffalo. And and I wouldn't disagree with that. Based on the performance on Sunday, this is a flawed group of linemen. The Cincinnati Bengals defense figures to be middle of the pack, maybe a little bit better than that. Uh, but the the offensive line in Buffalo easily warped on this day. Now, my theory is that playing behind a poor offensive line can be a net positive. Now, let me explain. Seems crazy to say that, but if you have a poor offensive line, if your line is inferior, you then have to make quicker decisions. You have to be willing to get rid of the football, protecting your offensive line. The truly great quarterbacks in the NFL, if you study the nuance of the quarterback position, Players like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, players like that. Peyton Manning was good at this. I hated him, but he was good at it. Making those decisions, and when you have a poor offensive line, you have to change the offense. You have to get rid of the ball as quick as possible to cover for the offensive line. And if you hold on to the ball, you are going to be bull rushed. You are going to be poleaxed on a regular basis if you hold on to the ball. And Josh Allen's going to learn that one way or another And if he doesn't learn it, he's not going to survive. He's not going to thrive in the NFL. And and, and this also works as a positive by playing Allen because I think he would would blow whether he played with a good offensive line or a bad offensive line. But considering the struggles of the line, when Josh Allen puts up inferior numbers, he's got a built-in fall guy, right? Not his fault. Not his fault. Point the finger at that revolving door of an offensive line. The turnstiles playing left and right tackle. Blame them. They're the problem. All right, final thing, real quick. Eventually, the Bills are going to play another quarterback. All these guys are going to play, right? They're going to rotate in. It's, you know, Allen will start, but he'll get hurt. And then they'll bring in McCarron. He'll get hurt. They'll bring in Peterman. He'll throw 12 interceptions. They'll go back to Josh Allen. It'll be musical chairs at the quarterback position. But you start out with Allen. Give the Bills Mafia what they want. Josh Allen under center to start the season. You see how he grows if he blossoms as the quarterback? I'm not betting on that. 
But either way, there's going to be mistakes, blunders, and all that. But does it get better? Right? Uh, are Bills fans going to want to shout in a positive way or a negative way? Right? That's the question. Because Buffalo will have everyone shout mercy, mercy, instead of here we, you know, let's go Buffalo and all that. They'll be shouting mercy. So I would expect the Bills to provide much insomnia-inducing football uh, this upcoming season. And the, the Bills project to be a team that's going to be back in the draft next year near the top, and they're going to have another high pick and another opportunity to draft a quarterback in the top of the draft. If Josh Allen is just a complete total zero, they can get somebody else. All right, so Ben Maller show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia is right over there. Now, Ben, I don't know if you want to address this, but we have new listeners, as you know, every hour. Every and, single hour. There's new and you people. talked about it uh, in detail and uh, very well at the beginning of uh, our first hour. But we had a great time in San Bernardino at the – 66ers game and got to meet a lot of great listeners and really appreciate their support and uh, yes. hope to do it again sometime. That was, was a fun. great ballpark, great atmosphere, great crowd. A good time was had by all. And the mascots came up and saw you. And yeah, you were like great. a child. Oh, uh, so happy. Gleam in your eye. So giddy yeah, to get to great. meet the mascots. Good photo op with the mascots. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> I noticed that you wore the same clothes you did in 2016. Ah, that is not accurate. According to the photo, you wore the same shirt and shorts nope. that you wore in Bakersfield, 2016. Bakersfield was a black, sh- black shirt. This was a navy blue shirt. Uh, I looked at the photos. It looked the same to me. It looked like the well, same. Well, it may look the same, but it is not the same. You're denying that. Uh, uh, yes, I am. Because some people were pointing out that that was the same. You wore the same thing. No. You're saying Dif- that is incorrect? It is incorrect. Black the shirt short- in Bakersfield, dark blue shirt in, in San Bernardino. Were the shorts the same? Shorts were the same. Same shorts. Same shorts, Lucky yes. shorts? They, you know, they're still They're still good. <laughs> Yeah, still so, good. Yeah. How long do shorts last? What's the timeline on shorts before they Very go? Long as time. long as they still fit and don't have holes in uh, certain places, I think you're okay. They're good. Yeah. They can last for very a very long time. All right. Well, we had a, we had a good time. Thanks to everyone that traveled near and far. We had people come from long distances, but people who were working that were close by that took time off from work or went in. Some people had to work right like, afterwards yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of guys. I hear we're very popular Eddie, with guys busting their ass in markets, stocking the shelves overnight. They have, they have our show on. We thank them. And that guy Steve, we all sat kind of around Steve, mm-hmm. which I don't think he was uh, expecting that we would all just kind of har- harass him and his uh, his. In fact, Steve actually told me. Steve from Lakewood told me a great story. His wife was so concerned about the lunatics that listen to our show, they thought. I think she was concerned everyone that shows up would be like Angry Bill. You know, and, and just be a lunatic, and and he wasn't there, thank goodness. But she actually <laughs> she actually bought a couple of extra tickets just so they'd have space to avoid wow. being right next to some of the nut jobs that were going to show up. Well, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say I don't understand her uh, her feelings, but I'm glad yeah. that she didn't have to use her extra. Tickets. And then we, I think her name was Jessica, but then we even brought like we brought the people to them. Like, so she, you know, her worst nightmares came true, right? Because she's like, oh, I'll buy a couple extra tickets. No one will bother us. And then, I'm, you know, my fat ass sat right behind him, and all I brought everyone with me. I brought all these people with me to they, bring, them, you know, bring them down. Gathered around yeah. you like moths to the floor. Oh, it was man. wonderful. It was great. Well, you were holding court, too. You, and, you, you were schmoozing in the luxury box, though, for a while. I noticed, though. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, they, I was down They had the all-you-can-eat-food there. We did not. That was the only, if I'm going to complain about no, one thing, that was the only thing about San Bernardino that... 
we did not get the, uh, the the good spread in our luxury box. We had like the number one luxury box. We had the hospitality suite. We had television. We had TV. Air conditioning was, was glorious. It was like fifty degrees yeah. in there. They brought us beers and, and beverages, but uh, but no, no food. food. No you food. You're upset by that. Yeah, we had to go over and, yeah, uh, and the food raid Big Lou's and Teverly's and. Uh, I didn't do that. Uh, I didn't have any other food. Oh, I did. I know Coop you did. did. I know Coop did I think did you gave well. me one piece of a cookie. Well, there was there was only one cookie left. <laughs> I had one Coop texted me, said, we've got cookie. cookies, because I told him cookies are on the way. Yeah. So he immediately sprinted for the, uh, the luxury box Anthony there. in Anaheim was very excited about the cookies. Anthony was fired up. Which right, well, we were concerned all, those might be special cookies. That, that <laughs> we were worried about that there might, there might be something in those cookies, but I believe there were not. The cookies were better than I was expecting. It was it gooey chocolate ex- chip cookies. Exceeded expectations. How many did you eat? Uh oh, <laughs> I had two. Um, give, I had two. give or take a couple. Yeah. No, no, I only had two. There was only one plate of cookies, so I didn't want to be you know yeah. two. Yeah. Over ben and I had to split one, but. Yeah. They Cooper were. Too. I'm shocked that you <laughs> shared some with Ben. That was a very. Generous I'm a very nice person. Yeah. yeah, he's a very nice person. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Like uh, it was perfectly <laughs> crunchy on the outside, gooey on the inside, drizzled with caramel and fudge over the top. <laughs> and as far as the rest of the food, uh, yeah. shout out to to Big Lou and his suite. Man, <laughs> I, I had. <laughs> I love these like the pauses as he's like yeah he's you know, reminiscing yes. his head the wonderful yes. food he's like, he's, like oh. reliving it I had three hot dogs a, a cheeseburger <laughs> oh man <laughs> potato Chick- salad chicken, potato chips no. I didn't have oh, any of the, good, I didn't have any of the chicken chips. though <laughs> well you know what I did is I went out had a bite to eat after the game is what I did I went really out, yeah <laughs> we we had a little food how about one of the more shocking uh, statements that was made or not statements but things that happened other than of course your wife. Uh, announcing her undying love for ranch dressing uh, again. Was, was that yeah. we took out we took yeah. out a bunch of beers from our suite and we're going to give them to all the guys in the stands. Yeah, yeah. and no one wanted them. <laughs> well, they had <laughs> gone. See, the problem was they had gone to make a beer run because they shut down the beer in like the seventh inning. So guys were going out to get the beer already. Oh, and so we that were, makes we, more we sense then. Came late with the beer. Love the beer prices there, by the way, man. Yeah, it was a good night. Perfect night because it was it was Malor militia friendly. The food prices were and the, <laughs> yeah. the beverage prices were Malor militia friendly. It was very cheap. So again, we'd like to do something like that again, but it's not up to us. If you have, uh, if you know somebody who knows somebody, I mean, it just happened the the guy that ran the PR department for this team is a fan of our show and he happened to be listening. And hey, I'm Adam, I'm, I'm for going back again next year if they'll yeah. have us. I think yeah, he's leaving, sure. unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, so we only will be back there. But, but the we'll, mascot, I know that mascots aren't supposed to talk, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah. But but Bernie, the mascot, yeah. who you loved, yeah. he told me he listens and loves the show. See, we got Bernie. So maybe, We're in on yeah. Bernie. Yeah, it's a good thing. I will right, we'll take your calls. 877-99 on Fox if you'd like to be part. Thanks to everyone that went out. I know a lot of people tried to get there, and whatever last minute they couldn't make it. I understand. Crap app. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And it is a new week of Maller to the third degree. We bring in the Koopa Loop, Justin Cooper. And Jason Tatum, the star rookie for the Boston Celtics. He said that he would be willing to come off the bench for the Celtics this season. Ben, would you be okay with that, or do you want to see him starting? Well, as you know, Kubaloop, a longtime proud member of the Boston media. In fact, I'll be on Monday night, full Maller Marathon Monday night, 
Red Sox in panic mode. I uh, haven't thought much about the Boston Celtics, but to me, this is irrelevant. Okay, the, the whole thing with Jason Tatum, whether he starts or not, is irrelevant. Uh, I don't believe him either. I think he's lying. I think Jason Tatum's lying uh, because. Everybody wants to start, right? Of course, everyone wants to start. Tatum was the breakout rookie sensation of the Celtic Nation. He guided the Celtics along with Jalen Brown to the Eastern Conference Finals. This quote is right out of the handbook of, hey, let me pat myself on the back. I'll give this out. It's on sportscliches.com. This is under the chapter Ultimate Team Player, right? You say, I don't really care if I start or not. It's not up to me, you know, all that stuff. Then you get the attaboys, way to go, compliments on social media for being selfless. Uh, But, of course, he wants to start. It's a respect thing and all that. And, B, the NBA is moving towards positionless basketball. That's what we keep hearing. And in the Celtics, here's what I believe is going to happen. Their starting lineup is going to be Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, and Al Horford. That will be their starting lineup. Horford will be in the middle. You'll mix and match the other players around. And if Brad Stevens decides to have Tatum coming off the bench, it doesn't matter then either because it really matters who's playing in the fourth quarter in crunch time, game on the line. Those are the ge- the minutes where the game is decided. But, no, I, I believe Tatum will be in the starting lineup with the Celtics. Next. Now, Kobe Bryant said that he thinks his obsessive diehard fans will, quote, fall in line behind LeBron in due time. Now, Ben, do you think that the Kobe lovers will stop hitting on LeBron with this sort of mandate from the Mamba? Yeah, they will stop hitting on LeBron the moment LeBron is no longer playing for the Lakers. When LeBron goes back to Cleveland, that's when they will leave LeBron James alone. Number one, your hardcore Kobe Bryant sycophants have built this self-named Black Mamba into mythical deity status. And and I, we know that some of, we know some of them work here. LeBron James is not welcome in the neighborhood. He's not. I don't care if he's wearing purple or gold. doesn't matter. He's always going to be seen as an enemy combatant uh, from Cleveland. And those suffering from Kobe Bryant uh, illness, that you know, they think he's uh, Jesus Christ, that derangement syndrome, they're not going to allow LeBron into their world. And number two, every time LeBron James is compared to Kobe Bryant, every graphic package that's put up, What's going to happen? It's going to trigger these knuckleheads, and they'll be foaming at the mouth. Oh, how dare them! Now, fortunately for King James, he doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to him. He's more worried about Warner Brothers and all that. This is a part-time job for LeBron James, 82 nights a year and some maybe some playoff games, maybe not. And then he'll go back to making TV and movies. Next! Now, Ben, it was announced that Julius Thomas, former Broncos tight end, is uh, quitting football to pursue a Ph.D. in psychology. Now, Ben, if you went back to school, what would you go for? Well, I don't believe Julius Thomas, by the way. I saw that story over the weekend. I don't believe him. It's a a very noble calling psychology, but I believe Julius Thomas is retiring from the NFL because he can't play in the NFL. If he could play in the NFL, he'd still be playing in the NFL if he was a productive player. Uh, He's past his expiration point. But you asked me, what would I be doing? Uh, and the first thing here, well, you obviously said, well, going to business, going to marketing. I could see myself, you know, it's the new infomercial pitch man. Uh, I've told stories about how I've studied Ron Popeil, said it and forget it. A fan of his work, the late Billy Mays, OxyClean, Legends. Uh, I also would say, like, a law degree, some kind of legal training would be nice because there's one thing we need is more lawyers in the world. 
And once I saw that Ohio State paid out $1,600 an hour for attorneys, I'm like, if you paid me $1,600 an hour, I'd be good working about three hours a day. I'd be very happy with that. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you pass this edition. That is a winner. You play the third degree to win the third degree. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, let's get to it. We don't have much time. Here we go. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. And away we go. It's the instant advice line. Unscreen radio. You're live on the air. When you hear my voice, that is how it works. Now, who needs your advice this week? There's so many options. So many options we go at Buffalo on naming their starting quarterback to Cleveland Browns. Also, should they go with Baker Mayfield or Terod Taylor? But we decided the people that need our advice, NFL players, on how to properly tackle. There's this great hullabaloo about tackling in the NFL and where the hit zone is. So help out the NFL players on tackling. Your advice to NFL players on tackling 877-99 on Fox. You're live on the air. Hello, line one. Go. Hey, we don't need no devils in the house. We want the lower. Yes, very important. Line two, you're on the air. Hello, line two. Adele Kid Antonio is not. Okay, line three, your advice to NFL players on tackling. Line number three. Line three is not there. Line four, you're on the air. Hello, yo, baby. All right, line five, you're on the air. Hello, line five. Advice to NFL players on tackling. Hello, Donald. Oh, hello, Donald. Good to talk to you, Donald. What's your advice? Hello, Donald. Okay, thank you, Donald. Very, very honest advice from Donald. Line six, hello. Line six, that's you. Advice to NFL players on tackling. Don't do a lost cat magnet. <laughs> All right. Line one, you're on the air. Hello, line one. They need extra money in their pockets. It just might be the most rewarding to do you do today. <laughs> That's right, Chris. Big homage to our friends at Geico. Line two, hello, <laughs> line two. Two in the pink, one in the stink. All right, line three. Hello, you're on the air, line three. We're giving advice to our friends in the NFL, the players on tackling. You grab them right there between your legs and you throw them down. Uh, yeah, I don't know that that's – I think that's illegal. All right, stop that. Line five. Hello, line five. All right, line six. Hello, line six. You're on the air. It doesn't even matter. The Patriots paid the refs. You bought No, they didn't pay the refs. You're a dope. You believe any conspiracy on the internet. Line one. Hello. We know a lot because we've seen a lot. Pencil Nick. Hey, Pencil Neck Ray, random line, random line. You're on the air. Go. NFL players give him the Brady Breaker. Yeah. What happened to, well, I guess he can't do Morris, Trammell, Whitaker, and all that for the for the Hall of Fame. All right, we'll, we'll have to cut this short. We'll do a couple more. Line one, you're on the air. Hello, line one. Jamal Wilkes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just yell out Jamal Wilkes. Line two, hello. The only one that has your answer, Ben, is Tom Looney. That is incorrect. Line three, go. Hey, Ben. Yes, line four. Hello. Not 
that. Line, uh, let me hang on. Line six, go. Keep your head up and don't choke on your meat. Oh, that's barbecuing land. Line five, go. All right, we'll do one more and only one more if it's good. I'll take credit. If not, I'll blame the Koopa Loop, Justin Cooper. Line one. Line one, the final call on the instant advice line to NFL players on tackling. Hello, line one. Tackle Antonio's mouth. There it is right there. You picked Angry Bill. You should have picked line two. Hello, line two. Get the flags out or maybe just de-pant them. There you go. See, that would have been better, line two. De-pants them. Thanks to all who participated. There it is, the instant advice line. And, again, if you have your own radio show someday, do not do this. I'm a trained That's my duck. Trained professional. We had Donald Duck call up. We had somehow Weed Man got on like multiple times, shouting Benny and the Weed Man. I thought we moved past that. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.